listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. My name's Emily Dean. Frank's not here this morning. I'm really sorry to tell you that. I mean, I make it sound like there's some, something alarming about that. There's not at all. He's just got the week off. So you've got uh, Britain's shortest radio presenter today. You've also got the very fabulous Alan Cochran and the adorable, I'm going, Gareth Richards, who hasn't brushed his <laughs> hair this morning, but that's all right. Oh, my teeth. <laughs> oh, OK, that news just in. Um, you can text the show, by the way, on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. And before we do anything, chaps, how do we feel about chaps? Mm. Yeah, like the clothing or... Well, it was a bit of village people. Mm. Yeah, OK. Maybe I won't do that. Lads? OK. The lads a bit oi-oi. Lads is fine. Oi-oi! We're really laddie, me and Gareth. Congratulations. Are in order. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it was the Arias in Leeds this week. These are these big radio awards. We weren't nominated this year. No. Orcs. No, it is, it is a little bit old. We're about out. to congratulate the people that we, well, we think we should have been winning instead of. We didn't even get nominated for best coverage of an event. Oh. And given the way we covered Arja's disappearance... That's... Yeah. I mean, we had rolling news on that. I thought, where did he end up? Was Difficult. he in a travel lodge? I think he was. Well, it's not, it's not really Bin Laden's compound, but, you know, we, we helped discover him. Uh, anyway, someone did win. Someone did win. And can I tell you who won? Yes. Mr Frank Skinner. For his interview with the doodah. <laughs> doodah? Do you mean Al Gore? Al Gore, yeah. <laughs> but, I was, I was Al Gore? Frank yeah. interviewed Al Gore? Frank, did you not know that? interviewed Al Gore. It was on Absolute. Yeah. Wow. And I it's like won an the... award. Disputing climate change. Or... <laughs> it's won an award. What is it about? It's won an award. You're, you're up to climate speed. Climate change. Also, I like the way that Gareth had Frank won an award. It sounded very I carried a watermelon. Um, Frank did win an award for, and so did Sarah, our producer today. So I tell you what I think's in order. Congratulations and jubilations. Okay. I wasn't surprised about him winning an award, just uh, interviewing Al Gore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Well, but then again, Nick Clegg's about to work for Facebook, so weird things happen in the modern world, mm. don't they? Well, Al, yeah. And Al, they got it for best community programme. Oh. Which I like, because it sounded yes. very street party. It sounded quite Hampstead Mothers <laughs> against the new what, Starbucks. What radio like show was didn't get paid. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Suddenly a charity project that he's got. I'm really the community. Yeah, best community programming. Oh, well, I know they have a community centre like in EastEnders and things. It feels like that. Mm. They, um, I think that they would have posed with bathrobes. They should have him and Al um, accepting the award, and maybe given an eco theme as well to the acceptance speech. I, they didn't do any speech, did they? No, no, no one did a speech. Oh, okay. No. Well, anyway, congratulations to all yeah. concerned. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well yeah, done, well done Frank. Yeah. Well done, Frank Skinner and Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, things are going your way. Do you think Frank's going to be saying forevermore now? Or what it was like when Al and I won the award? Hmm. Well, it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> it would be Al Gore. And did he manage to change Al Gore's mind about climate change? Or I don't think he attempted to. <laughs> no, I, don't, I think they were on the same page. Are they on the same page? Yeah, oh, they were that's on the good. same page. 
So, yeah, so well done, Frank and Al. Sorry, Gareth, I feel like I've left you out. <laughs> it's OK. Have I mentioned Frank and Al? Um, have we heard from the outside world at all? We have, um, but before we do, mm. uh, I think we may be about to... I just wondered if I heard you right a moment before mm. the show started. It oh, seemed no. like you were running through uh, an out loud checklist and you went, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> and I've got my makeup bag, and I've got that. <laughs> did I hear right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Not trying to shame you. Brother. No, I was doing that. I think I don't know why. What I was else do- was it? A banana. It was a banana. I got my and banana. I got my makeup bag. You just exposed something um, quite private <laughs> that I tend to do on a regular basis. Which is that I like to know what that I've got my stuff around me. All right, okay. Does anyone else do that? Anyone else yes. do that? Or just me. <laughs> so I might say I've got my glasses, I've got my phone, I've got my makeup bag. Oh, and in this case, I've got my fez. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, how would you explain our uh, running feature on the show of the idiotic eureka moment? It's when somebody realises a thing that's been obvious to everybody else. Is that is that mm. the best description yes. thereof? I think that's a great way to describe it. Frank always uses the example of the character BT in the BT ads. Oh, yes. That it took him several decades to work out... BT. ...was called BT ah. because of the company BT. BT yeah. and BT. Yes. Yes. Have you just worked that out? No, no, I okay. knew that one. And, and sooty and sweep, obviously, there's a chimney theme there. That, I still um, don't get that. Well, soot is the dirt inside a chimney. Oh, and yeah! This chimney oh, sweeps. I've just got it! You oh, know, wow. chimney sweeps, <laughs> yeah. the little boys that come into your house to sweep the chimney. Yeah, I've yeah. just worked that out. <laughs> okay. something of an archaic reference now. So there you um, go. You've so just a heard of... an IEM live yes. on air. I genuinely, when you and Frank have talked about Sooty and Sweep, I was too embarrassed to admit I didn't quite understand it. <laughs> well done. Because I felt that, as I was in my 40s, um, it was a bit late in the day to be having Sooty and Sweep explained to you. Well, that it's interesting you've mentioned how, how long age. you went not knowing, because <laughs> I think that is one of the shameful things yeah. about an idiotic Eureka moment. You realise how long... Uh, so we've got an email here. Hi, Frank and all. Uh, I've been a football fan for 30 years See, already we've, get, we've got a bit of uh, time has passed mm. where this should have been spotted. Yeah. Season ticket holder at Villa, poor me, for 25 okay. of those. But this week I had a football. <laughs> oh, I, got, sorry, Al, you've got to love it. Poor me. Yeah, poor, poor me, me. For my sins. Uh, watching a documentary about Arsenal FC yeah. and the commentary tells me they were formed in a munitions factory. Yes. At which point I turned to Hubby and said... Fancy them being called the Gunners that they were formed in a munitions factory and their badge has cannons. <laughs> he laughed at me as the realisation dawned. I've never felt so thick. Thought you may all want to laugh along with Hubby. Praise redacted. Shelley in Nottingham. Good oh, contribution. Shelley. Has she also realised that they are called Arsenal? Yes. Mm. I think that's I don't know all if she's realised that. But I'm having this exact moment. Because I didn't realise that the whole thing started in a munitions factory. The only thing I knew about Arsenal is that they used to be called Woolwich Arsenal and then they moved north of the river, didn't they? Oh, there you go. Well, you know quite a lot. No, well, that's you didn't it. know. Well, Buzz, as we established, I believe it was last week, we established that Frank's son, Buzz, refers uh, to Tottenham Hotspur as uh, the Black Chickens. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think that's going to be one of those names that that's just going to happen. Yeah. That's what they'll always be. Oh, they'll be called that by everyone in, I'd say, 30 years. I received something from the outside world, 
which was someone on Twitter, I think Siobhan, her name was. I, did, I felt so grown up when I first learned how to pronounce Siobhan. Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're going to hear from Siobhan in a minute. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've uh, got an email from... Well, a, wait, a, Al. Oh, Hold oh, your oh, high yeah, horses. Yeah. You're right. Hold your high horses. We left the I listeners... Forgot that you left us on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, cliffhanger's pushing it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I said we've had an email from Siobhan and you said Siobhan. Oh, that's mm. right, yeah. Okay. Twitter? Wasn't it Twitter? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks for tweeting me. Yeah. Um, Siobhan. Should we just go... Should we just stum... No, I think lean it's disrespectful. Into Siobhan? Okay. I think... I think Okay. Well, it's up to you, you. You've you're, changed. You're at the helm. Um, Siobhan. <laughs> That's not what you were saying in the break. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Siobhan wants you to know, she says, can you pass on to the cockerel that they're making his favourite book into a movie? Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? <laughs> it's me, Margaret. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> is to book. become a movie. Brilliant. Now, point of order here. Gareth's yeah. lo- looking aghast. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. Did, were you aware of this? I didn't know that was his favourite, Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I mean, I also... I think the, the, the book itself is, is the fact that he was even... I mean, I thought it was Forever that you liked. I have read Forever. Yeah, Forever, because it's got the filthy everyone's... bits in. That's yeah, why think... all the boys like it, because it's got filth. I think Forever was people's <laughs> gateway drug into Judy Bloom, and then they just experienced all the rest of her work. We a, should a bit say, like, um, um, I didn't read all of that I was, book. I was about to try and make a Dick Francis analogy, but I can't <laughs> remember any Dick Francis novel. We should say that Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. The reason it's kind of an unusual choice, it's sort of a, I would describe it euphemistically as a coming-of-age novel for young women. Yeah, I think a lot of Judy yeah. Bloom's work is in, in that but it's, groove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've read them all. <laughs> I have, though. Have you really? Yeah. You read all Judy Bloom's books? Oh, well, at least in the thrillers. I don't know if there's <laughs> any like modern ones out, but um, until, you know, I don't know, 25 years ago I had, yeah. OK, it's, what, it's one of the things I love <laughs> about you. Looking for more filth. Yeah. <laughs> no, not for more. I just read all the, uh, in inverted commas, boys' books at, yes. uh, on a particular shelf in my English teachers, and he went, why don't you read the other books? And I went, yeah, OK. So I, I like it, curious mind. Right, yeah. on with the emails. I was an early adopter in gender-fluid reading. <laughs> That's good. Um, we've had an email um, about driving, which obviously, as the motoring oh, correspondent on the show, love I'm, I'm very predisposed to. Um, I mean, it may not even be a good email, but if it's about driving, I'm going to read it just to keep my job in the public eye yeah. as motoring correspondent. But this happens to be quite a good one, I think. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Sorry, Gareth. Uh, <laughs> Uh, whatever happened to Sunday drivers? I have many yes. memories of being in the car as a child <laughs> and hearing my parents or people of a similar age ranting about Sunday drivers <laughs> after being cut up on the road. Was it the assumption that those who drove to work Monday to Friday were the proper drivers and subsequently those out on weekends were somehow more reckless due to the relative infrequency of their driving? What's more, if the incident occurred on a Saturday, the response was always, well, the Sunday drivers are out early, aren't they? Regards, Nick. I, I've got I to remember, say, Nick, I love that. I, I remember people discussing Sunday drivers, but I thought they were discussing them as being slow coaches because they yes. were sort of dawdling around and not... So I'm sort of at the other end of the Sunday drivers thing. Well, hang on, Nick. so Nick's point is that these people only use their car once a week. 
And so they're a bit devil may care and lack of control because they haven't practiced as much no. as the Monday to Friday drivers. I'm with you, Cockrell. Which wasn't a phrase. I don't know. For some reason, they were never a bit of a Wednesday driver there. Yeah. Bit of a, a Thursday through Sats driver. I always felt that it was to do with, I mean, I have to be honest, I always felt it was mainly aimed at the elderly. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Christians. <laughs> Thought they might be driving to church. I didn't know what they were doing, but well, whatever that. it was, they were doing it badly. But you know, I'll, I had an incident the other day where, and this is terrible, it doesn't show me in a, I don't know if I can say this. Uh-huh. Do you know, I'm going to discuss it with you off Gosh. air. Oh, no. We'll kick it around and decide whether it's some... <laughs> Sorry, general public. Suitable for, for work. OK, back okay. in a bit, I hope. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a bit of feedback. 457 has said, Sunday drivers to me are the old pootlers who crawl along looking at the scenery, getting in the way when you are in a hurry trying to get somewhere. Yeah. That's very much how I felt about them. Me too. I mean, are you a Sunday driver, Gareth? Um, No, I drive all days of the week. Okay. But I know that, yes, it's... um, I know. People who went out for a drive. Yeah. Do people go out for a drive anymore? I don't know if they do so much. No. Uh, what day of the week do you drive? 8, 12, 15? Texas on 8, 12, 15. Oh, we're no. talking about driving. <laughs> um, I need to tell you about my dealership incident. Oh, okay. okay. You may recall, in fact, last time you were here, Gareth, I was in yes, a car dealership. Do you right. remember? Mm. And do you remember what happened? Yes, the the young lady saw you without <laughs> makeup first, and yeah. then with makeup later, and she didn't recognise you. Correct. So great days. I decided never to go back there. Oh. So um, it wasn't therefore. I just it was actually because I talked about it on the radio, and I felt <laughs> I might have left scorched earth. <laughs> so I went to another one. Um, same type of car, different dealership. It's in Scorched Earth, the foundation you use. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. So I I like it there. I know Al has a bit of a problem. Do I? With me going to dealerships. Oh, dealerships. Yeah. (laughs) I think you think I should just get the car off a man in an anorak on the street corner and give him DVDs or something for it. Overalls. I like the cappuccinos and the biscuits. Well, you're paying for them indirectly. And I like that they're a little bit needy. Are they? Yes, of course they're. They need my business now. Oh, do they? Well, yeah, just because everything's gone online. Oh, right. Because the, the car salesman, much like the estate agent, um, if you're listening, hello, I hope life's treating you well, but let's be honest, all that business has largely moved online. Mm-hmm. You used to be the gatekeepers to the treasure. Now we can all access the treasure 24-7. Perfect. And there's there's quite some treasure out there. So I... <laughs> don't understand that bit, but the rest of it I was with you. When I, when I went into the dealership, what does this mean in car terms as the car oh. expert? I go in there, the lady says, can I take your name, please? Phone number, bit fresh. Um, writes it on a piece of paper, very retro, notebook. Goes over, talks to three very handsome, quite young gentlemen. Brilliant. They look over at me... I've got a sweatshirt saying hysterical female. Hair's a bit in a scrunchie and I'm carrying Ray, who hasn't bathed for four days. Ray's my dog, by the way. Mm. And I saw these four young boys look over at me and she said, I think she wants to buy a car. And I saw them shake their heads and they pointed down at a junior colleague. Whoa. Maybe they pointed at a senior colleague. No. 
Oh. They pointed at someone who started last week. Oh, did they? Suicide past them. So they were handsome young men, but this was a younger man? Mm. Was he less handsome? About the same <laughs> level. Okay. Oh, okay. But the point was, as I... I mean, I could have left it, obviously. I decided not to. As I walked past them, I said, you just knocked me back, didn't you? And there was a bit of a silence. <laughs> And I said, it's a real shame because I'm actually a real laugh. You would have had good fun with me. Oh, my good gosh. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. <laughs> um, I OK, think, let's discuss it. I think they were like, no, we've made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's Both funny. of those things can be true. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, Gareth. We'll uh, be back in a bit. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about an incident I had... In... We were talking about car salesmen, weren't yes, we? Yes, we were, exactly. And We've actually had a text in from it. I don't like to interrupt you, but I am... Oh, let's say... You can text us, by the way, on 812.15. I feel it may be Jermaine. Um, uh, Emily, uh, Hi. we should just bring any new uh, readers, listeners, people that have just tuned in. Uh, Emily was in the car dealership and uh, some of the salespeople had a chat and then pointed at somebody else and said, yeah, they can have him. I mean, Mike, I should say... much the vibe? Yes, I felt they were sort of looking at me, making an appraisal and deciding that I wasn't a high roller and Outrageous. that I might be perhaps difficult. If only they sort knew. Of, sort of like uh, on the ranch, like the more experienced cowboys will send like the inexperienced cowboy to tame a wild horse. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as au fait with the ranch system <laughs> as you are, but that sounds about right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, 042 has texted, Emily, I used to be that salesman that they <gasps> pointed at. Invariably, we are the nicer salesman and go on to sell the customer a car, much to the annoyance of the <laughs> handsome ones. Never prejudge. Now, that's from ST, Edinburgh. Can I, I just say ST? Can I just say ST? Um, Saint, I'm calling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I just say, Saint, I did not say this other salesman wasn't handsome. That's what true. I think he didn't have was that sense of entitlement, perhaps. That's he didn't good. look as experienced. He didn't look as around the block. Mm -hmm. So I go down to see this other salesman. Can we give him a name? Because I want to protect his... Um, identity, anonymity. You two, please pick a name for him. Pick a name. Joseph. Okay. Joseph. Is Joseph all right? Yeah, is Joseph okay? Can I tell you Joseph. why I picked Joseph? Go on. Because I walked past somebody in the street yesterday, uh, a young woman, I think, who was wearing a, um, a coat of many colours. <laughs> like, a really bright coat of many colours. Like, and I had a real look at it from behind because it looked like it was a dressing gown. I think it was a dressing gown of many colours that she was wearing as an outdoor garment. <laughs> and and my first thought was, I close my eyes. And then I thought... You didn't start singing that no, down and breathing down her neck. No, no, I didn't. But I thought, how far we've come as a society where I can see her... Like, ten years ago, I'm almost certain I would have gone, I close my... And I had a laugh at, at perhaps mm. their expense. Whereas now, I was like... <laughs> Wearing a dressing gown as a coat, bold, good for you. <laughs> so I've really, um, I've yeah. really grown up. So I think Joseph should get a. I don't know. A okay, I wish you'd heckled her with a Joseph. <laughs> oh, Joseph, how's <laughs> your coat? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, let's call him Joseph. So okay. Joseph, my salesman, as it turned out. Oh, you say out, it differently. Oh, do I? Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> 
interesting I said a bit like a high camp French fashion <laughs> stylist. Yes. Joseph. Joseph was an absolute delight. Oh. Their loss was my gain. He was charming. He made me two cappuccinos. Got me three... <laughs> got me three packets of chunky Belgian chocolate shortbread. And was very was this a helpful. You were on. <laughs> he said um, it's his first week in the job. Wow! I said no problem. He asked me what my lucky number was. Is so I thought it was a good opener. What my lucky number was? You sure it was Dale Winton? <laughs> <laughs> No longer with us. I hope he said four. Was it for the number of wheels? Why did he want to know your lucky number? (laughs) I said, I don't don't know if I've got one. Um, You know what I loved about Joseph? He went, no, me neither. Excellent. (laughs) Ask a question that you're not interested in the answer of. He's honest. I like that. And this is the thing about Joseph, is that he he was a straight shooter. Oh, you know, I mean, there was a moment when I did say to him... Down on, back on the ranch. Yeah, back on the ranch with your friends. <laughs> is there any particular, you know, in terms of the shades of car that you're not so keen on? I said, I like it quite neutral. So I want your metallics, your blacks, mm. you know, your silvers, your navies. Good for a resale? Yeah. Yes. Great for a reseller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, I mean, I don't have strong views, but I, uh, the one thing I would say is no cookie monster blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he you wrote, said you don't have strong views. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him writing down cookie monster blue, and I oh, love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, they don't have cookie monster blue. Would you take an Elmo Red? <laughs> um, the fez has appeared. Right. Um, I mean, I don't want to leave everyone hanging in the middle of this, in the in the middle of the dealership. But I think we might have to come back to this. Um, I can't go back to the dealership, actually. We have established this already, haven't we? Mm. Because the the old dealership... I'm not sure at the end of this anecdote I'll be able to go back to this dealership. So I think you were saying, Gareth, that you thought it'd be good if people could text in about places... What is it? Scorched Earth, shall we call it? Places you can never go back to because you've disgraced yourself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Keep it daytime, people. Keep it daytime. 8, 12, 15. Places you can never go back to because you've disgraced yourself. (laughs) Let's hope it's not one golden square after today. Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean. I am here with Alan Cochran. I am here with Gareth Richards. Good morning. Pardon me. Hello. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We are taking you into a car dealership if you've just joined us this morning. Not literally, but that's where I found myself this week. And I'm worried that I've left a bit of scorched earth. Right. Bit, um, as we were discussing earlier. Mm. So people have been texting in, haven't they, Al, about places they can't go back to, essentially. I've been enjoying reading some text messages from people who cannot go back to certain places. Uh, go on. Laura... I went and got stuck in a dress in a Hollister in Glasgow <laughs> and one of the girls who was working there had had to help me get it off so I've never been able to go back. I've even stood outside and waited if my friends wanted to shop in there. <laughs> oh, Laura. Yeah, that's tricky. I, I love you, Laura. Yeah, we I could, really like you, the Laura. The reason I love you is because also Hollister's the one that's really dark, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is it? She oh, probably couldn't like see the label. Mansion. I've never been in it, so it's always looked like a nightclub. Yeah. 
Well, it's they spray perfume. Mm. Do you know what? They spray very strong fragrance around it, and it's dark. It's essentially my apartment when a man comes back. <laughs> mm. But um, it's very haunted mansion. It's yeah. terrifying in there. I think it's because they don't want you to see... Perhaps. The clothes. <laughs> I was going to say my cellulite. But yeah. um, Laura, I, I feel your yeah, pain. Yeah, what are they trying to hide? Um, any others? Uh, 820, a uh, place I can never go back to, Oxo Tower Restaurant. <laughs> After an evening of family celebration, we were last to leave. I jumped on bus home. Some while into the journey at home, realised I'd left my phone on the table of the restaurant, jumped oh. off the bus, ran in considerably high heels in the early hours of the morning back to Oxo. After initial search of restaurant, I was told by formidable manageress that phone had not been found. <gasps> I then proceeded to make enough of a fuss that all the staff, including the washer-up, were summoned to the restaurant for inquisition. <laughs> whilst we stood so is there, this me? whilst we stood there, me unflinching in my belief that one of them had my phone, a phone rings. <laughs> oh. Silence around the room as we all tried to work out where it was coming from. My bag <laughs> and three exclamation oh. marks. <laughs> my bag. <laughs> Yes, that's very Lord of the Rings, my bag. <laughs> oh, who is um, that from? Oh, it doesn't say. Oh, okay. Well, you know no, what? I think it's for the best they remain anonymous. Yes. I should say what happened at the end of my incident oh, yes. at the dealership. Um, I was with, we called him Joseph. We protected his Joseph. Um, identity, didn't we? My salesman was charming. He was absolutely lovely. Mm -hmm. But I did get to the point where he kept showing me cars on the internet <laughs> Which is all very well, Joseph. I mean, yeah. Come on, I've got uh, this girl's got a laptop at home. <laughs> so I got the, the problem is it wasn't updating. So the three he showed me three cars in a row, and he I'd get excited, I'd get all worked up, I'd get ready for the date, as it were, with mm. my car. He'd come back. Sorry, it's gone. Oh, I mean, come on. It was a Tinder situation where they'd all ended up with girls, these cars. So, in the end, after it happened the third time, I'm afraid I did break. Mm. Oh, I said, come on, Joseph. I said, this has happened three times now. And one of the handsome, entitled young salesmen decided he'd get stuck in at this point. Oh, yeah. I wasn't having that. He, he just said, well, sorry, but, you know, I'm afraid this does happen. This, this does happen. I said, sorry? He said, well, occasionally, the, you know, people just buy cars. And I said, well, you should take them down <laughs> off the website. You should take them down if people have bought them. He said, no, but if they've just bought them. Yeah. And I said, well, all those three in the last hour. And you know what? He looked at me and the look said, I was right to, to swerve you. <laughs> because... Well, actually, um, 981 <laughs> agrees. <laughs> that, I, I, that he was right to swerve me. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to your show and I find it hilarious as I've worked in the motor <laughs> trade for 15 years. I've seen sales executives do exactly what you're talking about. When you've been in the motor trade for as long as I have, we have an uncanny way of telling if someone is a buyer or a tyre kicker. Can you confirm if you purchased a car? Wow. I like Andrew's tone. It's well, pompous, but I, I am, like it. I am a definite purchaser, but... But not yet. You're a tyre kicker. Well, well, if you are going to show me Cookie Monster Blue, <laughs> what do you expect, for goodness sake? I should say, I just want to end this link by saying that I have full faith in Joseph. I think he'll help me. Yeah. And what I love about Joseph is he's a bit like the old pre-fame partner. He handled me at my worst. He had faith in me. Right. When I looked terrible and I behaved badly. So he gets to see me at my best. Well, he gets my money, let's be honest. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner.
on Absolute Radio. So, uh, Gareth. Yes. Um, I like doing that. Who does that? Someone on a quiz show. They just say their name. <laughs> all of them. All of those quiz shows. Um, I'd like to say a big congratulations to Harry and Meghan. Okay, the, with the with the pre- royal pregnancy. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I was looking for congratulations, and then mm. I realised we'd already played it. So I think instead, why don't we go? Um... Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. Just because I like that. Does he say flaunt there? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, She's a lady. Yeah. You're announcing the sex. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <clears throat> That'd be a way to find out. So, yes, yeah, so they're, they're, yes. They're, they're going to have a child. Yes, and they're on tour in Australia, and there have been all sorts of um, controversy. Yeah. yeah. Megan was seen carrying her mobile phone. She was what? Yes. Yeah, it's a In gap. her hand. And oh, yes. apparently that's against royal protocol. Yeah. Yes. I like this though because it sort of indicates. It's a royal correspondent, Gareth Richards. <laughs> there was a royal protocol for stuff like this. Yeah. Like it's in Debrett's or yeah. something. <laughs> but that has I'd like to be to know a modern all of rule. the protocols. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the other ones are. I know a few of them. I think <laughs> thinning hair. If, if you look at oh no, that's that, that's very much a prerequisite. <laughs> if you, I mean, you've never seen the Queen. With a, a corgi iPhone case. No, you. right. You know, let's well, go. When great. have you ever seen a member of the royal family with a mobile? And I think the reason for that, I presume, is the air of mystery, isn't it? And that they're they're not mortal somehow. Right. Which was traditionally how we were meant to view royalty, and obviously things mortal. have changed right, somehow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, what did you think of her? She was holding the phone, wasn't she? And Harry mm. had his in the front pocket. I don't like that. Ow, nor do pocket. I. I've never really liked that when can you can we see talk? people's jeans and they've got and, and sometimes comics oh. on stage with a mobile phone in their do pocket. They do I, that? I don't no, like that good. at all. I Young like ones. empty pockets Ga- when I go Gareth on stage. Gareth said that in the manner of someone who does do it himself and doesn't <laughs> no, want to be I don't accused. think I don't think I do. Back pocket maybe. <laughs> right. Okay. But by mistake, if I forgot to take it out. Yeah. The front pocket, the man with the phone. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say men, but it is mainly men who do this phone in the right. front pocket. Mm. It's gross. <laughs> oh. Oh I really my. don't like it. Gross. Yeah. It's just a horrible big rectangle. <laughs> it is. Right. It's not it's nice to see. It, exactly it, it ruins the line of the <clears throat> jean, the yeah. trouser. If you're spending that kind of dollar on a nice trouser... Mm. Yeah. Don't put the old but, iPhone. But then, uh, is it about showing off the size of your phone? Because <laughs> that can be a status. Let's just steady on here. <laughs> Peacocking. Well, they, I mean, I presume they're doing it partly for security reasons because it's less safe in the back pocket. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But you know, would you rather? I mean, it's a, it's really a toss-up. Would you rather risk your phone being stolen? Would you rather look half decent? That's a good point. Okay, text in on eight twelve fifty. Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. On the subject of Frank, mm-hmm. I just referred to Doctor Who oh, and Lizzie, who's working on the show today. So, I'm not sure you can really talk about Doctor Who without Frank here. It's a good point. So, I think she's got a point. I mean, I don't know if she means on the show or ever in conversation. <laughs> I think ever is fair enough. Okay. It's just good to have a one easy rule to adhere to. <laughs> I've had a text in uh-huh. from Alex Dinin. Hi, Alex. 
He says, are you suggesting I keep nothing in my front pockets? We should, we should say this was in response to a comment of mine where I'd, I'd slightly questioned the Prince Harry mobile phone in the front pocket. He continues, where do I put my wallet and my phone? Wallet front pocket, phone front pocket for journeys, but then once at destination, remove it to somewhere else, I think. He says they can't go in my back pocket. I wouldn't be able to sit down. And then he's got an emoji, which looks like it's sad. So, Alex, I'm really sorry, but I think you're... I mean, I can't solve your problem for you. I would choose clothes with pockets. Possibly investigate the possibility of a man bag, the mm. premiership. Some cargo trousers, <laughs> like, um, like no, no trousers. <laughs> a um, cargo well, pant or the Rio Ferdinand man bag. Or a, a, a jacket. Good. A jacket pocket is better than trousers pocket. Good point. I mean, he might say, "Why would I want to wear a jacket if I'm just, you know, if I'm doing a bit of Sunday driving?" Yeah. Um, Go for a denim jacket. Lovely. For anybody that's yeah. just tuned in, we are, we are discussing the major breach of uh, royal protocol that is carrying an iPhone. Yes. Um, which I'm not sure is that big a breach. It's not as big as uh, like talking about your feelings. <laughs> that's the thing that the royals have only recently started to do to a chorus of disapproval. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. That's uh, you know that's a biggie. Yeah. Uh, I like the. Uh, there's, I think maybe the, the, the sort of royal commentators think there's a slippery slope argument to this. Like, if Harry has an iPhone and we see it in five years' time, he'll have a full-sleeve <laughs> tattoo going right over his hand and there's a slippery slope. <laughs> well, yes, I suppose... the hand that neck. they're worried about. I suppose it is the idea that it's um, any indication of humanity is dangerous. Text mm. in on 81215 <laughs> um, if you'd like yeah. to talk about whether indications of humanity are dangerous. Mm. And I think they think they shouldn't use an iPhone, they should use a Royal Wii phone. Oh, oh. very good. Oh. Very good. Oh. I don't think that they, uh, they I might have asked the oh. hotel staff for a Royal Charger and then they brought a racehorse. <laughs> oh, uh, lovely. Okay. It's a racehorse joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, do you know what? That's, you know, I come for the slightly unkempt hair and I stay for the jokes. <laughs> OK? This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about Meghan and Harry this morning and their royal trip. I don't like people that say down under. Well, yeah. Um, it's a bit 70s, isn't it? A royal trip down under. We're really discussing this news that they have mobile phones mm. and, um, and, you know, feelings and... Mm. I, I I think I always thought that they would have mobile phones and laptop computers and mm. and other possessions. Mm. I think that seems to be part of their shtick is to have possessions, you know, like yeah. castles, thrones. Yeah. Um, They've got all sorts. Harry's it, got the black metallic ring called an aura ring now. It did occur to me, is it easier as a royal to get a signal if they're in remote places? Because you could just give it to, like, a royal footman and say the signal is on that chair by the window. Oh, yeah, can, can you, you stand there? I'll put it on beep, so if a text message comes in, can you just bring it to me and then I'll read it and then I'll put you back on the top of the chair? Do you think they do that or is that considered abusive to the staff? Wow. I think the levels of what's abusive to this... I mean, that's what stuff are for. They're changing things like that, stand on a chair holding a that's phone. That's the kind of attitude that keeps you in work here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... I know what you mean. It's a difficult one, that. Although, you're, I hope you're not suggesting what I call the worst thing anyone ever does with their phone, 
which is put it on speakerphone whilst holding it aloft, apprentice candidate <laughs> oh, style. No, I don't like that. Yeah, we need some some scampi over to Canary Wharf. I've told you, so Alan's going to be there. I don't I'm team leader. My phone on ring. I and I haven't had a voicemail for about three years. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've got no voicemail. But then, to be fair, that's because you're not a pensioner. <laughs> I mean, who leaves voicemails? Well, on my phone, no one. I appreciate this is quite well trod, trodden ground, and people, are, but it, it's, it's true. I mean, this week, I have to say, Sarah, the producer, made mm-hmm. me feel ancient. Oh. Because she it's called been nice me. You. <laughs> <laughs> she called me and she said, "You stupid old lady." No, she didn't really. Um, she called me, and I thought, "What's this?" And it said, "Face Sarah. Sarah's calling you. FaceTime audio." Oh. I picked it up. I said, what's going on? FaceTime audio. I don't know what this is. It upset me. I said, well, I'm just calling you because you never get a signal in your house. I said, well, what does FaceTime audio help that? She tried to explain how the technology works. Does it help that? I find it frightening. Did it help, though, genuinely? Is I thought FaceTime thing? audio might have been someone I met in the 90s who was with stereo MCs. <laughs> I don't want him calling me, that weird Ibiza DJ. <laughs> no, thank you. So we should say... Um, Harry and Meghan, she was also, he was spotted with, on the technology front, mm. this weird ring. Did yeah, you see people it? People were like, why is Harry wearing a black <laughs> ring? That's right, yeah. But it's, um, it's a special, it tells you your heart rate and mm-hmm. finger size <laughs> and um, all things like that. It tells your, your iPhone, your phone. It's called things. an aura ring, I believe. Mm. But what mm-hmm. was odd about it is, I read about this ring and it said, um, you'll forget you're wearing your ring until someone comments on how great it looks. Right. Lie on both counts. <laughs> Until the whole world says, why is he wearing that weird ring? Did you get it on a gap year in Thailand? I mean, I love Harry, but I don't love that ring. Right. I it's don't a bit, know about a black ring. I've got ring. a theory about this ring, right? What do you think? Well, Illuminati. I read... I read. <laughs> Maybe slightly Imagine worse than he that. He just didn't care and it just had Illuminati print. <laughs> yeah. If I was him, yeah. I'd just... Oh, I've joined this news organisation. It's um, Apparently, they've got a lot of clout all over the world. And uh, yeah. <laughs> they gave me a ring the... and there was a ceremony and um, yeah. I morphed into a lizard man. One of the yeah. things the Illumina- Illuminati haven't done is gone for the merchandise <laughs> market. <laughs> I don't know why. Little uh, <laughs> um, hand but, signals. Well, the, the I, read, I read that that ring can track sleep and fitness goals, and I don't like to say it. I think <laughs> I love. I, I like Megan. I think oh, I think okay. she's lovely. Okay, but I think she's a snorer. <laughs> I think she's keeping him awake, and he's like. She's so pretty and I really love her, but I'm not getting enough sleep. I need to track it. And so I think he's gone for a fitness tracker to track his sleep. Because she has to have a flaw, doesn't she? Well, Mm. what I was going to say... Well, I mean, the evidence is there. It hasn't bothered him that much, if you know what I mean. (laughs) It's nice to find a way around it. But I didn't like about the hour ring. It says it gives you a readiness score. Leaves a a funny taste in my mouth. (laughs) Readiness score. Readiness. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've been talking mobile phones about oh, yes, so Prince have. Harry has been seen yes. with a mobile phone in his front pocket, which I, I don't like saying it. front pocket. <laughs> no, I don't like and uh, Megan was seen carrying her mobile ho- phone. Mobile phone. <laughs> Some sort of snail. <laughs> in her hand. Yeah. Like a human being. Yes. And um like a pleb. Like a pleb. Like one of us, a pleb. Oh, it's mm. all right when you know, sir. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a pleb. Go on. <laughs> and Pretty then... Um, yeah, Kase- there's even phones all over the shop. Ksenia Sobchak. Bless you. Who oh. apparently is Vladimir Putin's... Um, <laughs> Pardon me. Um, Vladimir Putin's um, rumoured goddaughter. Um, yes, what is this rumoured goddaughter? I mean, <laughs> Rumour has it. She seems to be denying it. Why you wouldn't want to be associated with him, I don't know. But she seems to be saying, well, I'm, I'm kind of a goddaughter. Um, sure. Hmm. She said, he was at my baptism. Right. Um, but... But there was, yeah, there seems to be a bit of back and forth about that. But sorry, Maybe Gareth. she's an atheist now and she's just uncomfortable about it. <laughs> Maybe. Ksenia <laughs> um, Sobchak, um, journalist, stroke politician, stroke reality TV star, stroke Vladimir Putin's goddaughter. Well, not just that, stroke um, model on the cover of a Pulp album. Was it, oh, this is she? hardcore. Is that oh, hardcore? is she the one she's, from This Is Hardcore? She's the one on the cover of that. Well, I never. Well, <laughs> I never. That's now quite I, a review. They never I, said that in Loaded magazine <laughs> of ladies. And she makes rubber boots. I mean, there's nothing this woman doesn't do. She makes rubber Wellies. boots. Wellies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she describes them as rubber boots. And <laughs> um, well, she's got into trouble because she is sponsored by, sponsored or been paid by. Samsung. Are we allowed to say mobile phone? Yeah, I think we're allowed to yeah, say Samsung. Phone. Well, the whole story is... Ask FaceTime audio She's been paid by Samsung to um, use Samsung phones, and yes. she was seen yeah. with an iPhone X. Oh, outrageous. But what she did, she was on a news programme, wasn't she? And mm-hmm. she was texting furiously with her iPhone. And then to cover the um, illicit iPhone, she mm. put a piece of paper over it, <laughs> yeah. which was very paper, scissors, stone. Very modern version of paper, scissors, stone. <laughs> It'll be an app this time next year, that. <laughs> but Al, everyone knows you don't go paper in that game. No. Because paper gets cut. I mean, all sorts happen to paper. Yeah. Whereas stone, even if I lose with stone, I feel, I don't care. Yeah. I pick the best one. I mean, See? she's getting paid 108 million rubles by uh, Samsung. 18 quid. Um, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> Thank you. Very 70s, that. You'd think out Russians are quite rich million. now. Yeah, they are. You're right. You're right. You'd think out of all that money, she could afford to hide it in a slightly more dangerous way, like under an anvil or something. Yes. It That's seems good. a strange... Yeah, well, they're basic. suing her, allegedly, aren't they? I think for that amount. They're suing her for 108 million Oh, that's million right. Rubles. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't getting paid... That that would be silly. But it's a bit route one. You've got to be more sneaky with the hiding of the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have... I mean, if I was being paid that kind of dollar, that phone, I would have set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly. Spirit. Wouldn't you? Well, mm. Al, I don't need to ask you. No, I wouldn't have. I couldn't. The money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's too much money at stake. But so this it's is... in the article that she's married uh, to a Russian actor, Maxim Vitorgan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Now, he's the one who should be really interested in the fact that his wife has got two phones. I think you know what I'm saying. I think you know what I'm saying. Never mind the sponsors. He should be like, you have iPhone as well? If you That's my got, Russian accent of you... uh, jealous husbands. <laughs> Any acting. If you suspect your partner has two mobile phones, then text in and we'll send them a text back and incriminate them. There you go. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. 
Absolute Radio. We've, Are um, they? We had some emails. We've we've been running. Like, I mean, even if as if Frank was here, we've been running several strands of uh, texting. Uh, one of which is uh, places that you can't go back into because you've disgraced yourself. <clears throat> Indeed. Oh, someone he hasn't texted about the Brits, has he? <laughs> no, Frank has okay. not communicated. Love you, uh, miss you. I couldn't go into my local co-op until the member of staff in question had left <laughs> after I once went in complaining that the beer they had sold me was out of date. Once I'd finished, he pointed out that it was the production date. <laughs> I can also never go back to my local kebab shop after being confused with someone called Andrew who was having an affair with the delivery driver's girlfriend. <laughs> they laced my food with salt. I had to look the real on an Andrew up and warn him to never go there. <laughs> what if they didn't lace your food with salt and that's just was their preparation? Yeah, just salty food. Yeah. Yum. Old seasoning, mate. Oh, go over yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they put sauce and salad on my kebab. Those are good disgrace stories. I like those. Mm. Please keep those coming in. I like mm. stories about people disgracing themselves. It's very old readers. Gareth, um... I want to hear a bit about your brother, because I'm a fan of his work. Yeah, I know you are. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Emily found out about my good-looking brother and I showed her a picture, well, you tried to meet up with him in New York once, didn't you? When you say you tried to meet up with him, you make me sound a bit beggy. Desperate. Does what sound happened? Beggy, yeah. This was several years ago, and I was going to be in New York, and you said, oh, I think my brother's going to be over there at the same time. Mm. I said, oh, that'd be nice. He said, oh, maybe, you, you know, you should meet up. I said, yeah, that'd be great. And then he said... Did my brother call you? I said, no. And Gareth said, I'm really sorry he would have, but he's too good looking, so he couldn't call you. <laughs> yes, he's too good looking. And that is a bit of a, is that right? a thing in your life, isn't it? It's the point yeah, where he just doesn't phone people. No, he doesn't need to. He doesn't wow. need to make any effort because he's so good looking. Mm. Really? Have you seen and a picture of him? I haven't, no, but I'm fairly sure I will when we play the next song. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, ladies and gentlemen, but... I mean, it, it's going to sound like I'm we're some sort of stand-upy, um, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, it's going to sound like we're some sort of show business family, but I really assure you, we're not. No, like, they're not. We're, no, you know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. There were I times don't. growing up when he only had one car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and um, but he is now a cinematographer, mm. and he's doing ever so well. He lives in LA. Wow. That, that's Los not Angeles. the deal. That's not the deal, is it? <laughs> no. La, la, la. One show business person, and when I say show business, we're, yeah. we're on Absolute Radio, so perfect yeah. It's perfect like the, um, the local news agent with the one school children at a time. Yeah, yeah. there needs um. to be one person in the family mm. who is doing something, trying to do something like that. Okay. Two, two, like, steals the focus, and he's doing, like... So his latest movie they're making is starring Frances McDormand, Okay, that's quite good. And who's and she's they've been hanging around like so her partner is Joel Cohen. Oh, from yeah, the Bergen. Cohen brothers. I know. Okay, oh, that, don't, don't cry. I mean that is serious that is seriously famous. And cool. I mean, I understand And he's handsome. I'm on the Frank Skinner show and you know, so, things I'm very grateful, but Frank's not even here. <laughs> he's hanging right. out with the Cohen Sorry brothers. How are you Can feeling I just about say that? There is, there is a flaw in this theory, in, and that is the Cohen brothers. They're two people from the same family that are in show business. But yeah, but yeah continue. Together, and yeah, it doesn't always done, mean it's it? not always ending tears. What about Bros? We were just talking about them to in the that break. wagon. So, Hitch yourself to the cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. So what's the current state of affairs? I use the word advisedly with your brother. Well, I never. I hear a lot about him from my parents. They're very, very proud. They're big fans, aren't they? Big fans of it. 
I mean, to be fair, they probably don't mention it to him. <laughs> but behind his back, they're very proud. Oh, yes. Right. And they go on and on about it all the time. They came around for dinner this week mm. and um, going on, uh, and we had him on the phone. Okay. All right. And it was big, big news that Josh was on the Did phone they, and we all got, can I ask got a passed question? around Did to everyone. Did they hold the phone out in, in a, as we've discussed, apprentice <laughs> style, saying, OK, Josh, we're, we're all here, we can hear you? I think that's OK <laughs> for group calls, actually. It's probably all right for a group call. Oh, well, uh, if you think that, maybe you'd get along very well with old FaceTime audio <laughs> over here. OK, I'll leave you two to chat. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're discussing Gareth Richards' brother this morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, some photographic evidence has been passed around of him during that song, and the reviews are in. Yeah, and he's, he's a good-looking guy. Put it this way: he's definitely making it to judges' houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lizzie described him as strong eyebrow game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can Google. And um, find his Gareth's good-looking brother. Well, um, and Sarah, the producer, I think... What did you say, Sarah? I said, I'm sorry, but you're right, he is. <laughs> OK. He's, he's so very, he is very So we've looking. established the gentleman is... Um, he's good-looking. Yeah. I mean, he's a cine- cinematographer, but I think he's on the wrong side of the camera. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's photogenic. <laughs> with that lovely oh, face. Oh. You're my kind of guy. Can I talk to you about Sunday drivers? <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, over at the Richards' house... Yeah, so he phones and everyone's very excited and, you know, everyone talking to him on the phone. And I don't, Are you um, familiar with the parable of the prodigal son? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, but I'm, I'm getting the feeling you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're familiar with all the parables. The are, young, the Al, young... are you familiar with the concept of living proof of a parable? <laughs> <laughs> the young brother who asks for his inheritance early and goes out to seek his fortune and squanders it, end up, ends up feeding the pigs, but then is welcomed home with open arms by the father. But the older brother... Who are the pigs? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> OK. As you will. Um, we'll uh, talk about Hollywood. that in a long record. <laughs> Hollywood. Well, it doesn't, the, the parable doesn't quite work because yeah. actually he's taken his inheritance and he's very wisely invested it and done quite well for himself. OK. But he comes back and the it's older brother... Book, then, is it, if the parables don't work? <laughs> the older brother has been there the whole time looking after the family farm and what thanks does he get? None. Everyone's like, oh, hooray, the younger <laughs> brother has come home. And, yeah. yeah, it's very... Anyway, yeah. there was a ring at the doorbell after the phone call. Mm. It's like nine o'clock in the evening. Who could be ringing? You know, everyone I know is there. <laughs> we go down. I love your life. You live in the arches. It's <laughs> nine o'clock in the evening. Who would be calling? I'm dead. Yeah, oh, it's on the, so it's on the actual doorbell. The doorbell. Oh, shut we up. We go downstairs and I open the gate, go mm. out the conservatory, mm. open the gate, and there's a man there <gasps> with his coat up over his face oh my god and I thought I was about to be murdered yeah. <laughs> right but because there's someone covering their face with their coat well especially and as you went through the conservatory it's already very cluedo <laughs> yeah was it Professor Plum <laughs> were you holding a candlestick <laughs> lead piping um and so but I think you know because your mind works so quickly in those situations I was like well he hasn't killed me yet right surely if he wanted to kill well, me he'd a- leap straight into action but he hadn't done it, so I said, oh, hello, can I help you? You're dealing with a dithering murderer. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Nobody's favourite kind. <laughs> and he pulled the thing away from his face 
and it was my brother. Oh, the prodigal son returns. He'd been in the UK the whole time. I thought it sounded very windy on the phone for LA. So we'd done like a staged hoax phone call. He'd had to come over to sort out his visa. Very boring, but... And he, as a big surprise for everyone, (laughs) had like not told anyone he was there. He just turned up. Even his admin becomes somehow... Very handsome. Well, Al, also, he's ter- <laughs> yeah. he's, what he does, what if you'll forgive me talking about your brother, what the handsome brother does is he turns everything into a rom-com moment. That is yeah. a very yeah. rom-com thing to do. Brilliant. The phone call followed by the reveal in person. Yeah. And then finally the credits. The big surprise, which gives <laughs> nobody any time to prepare for things or right. plan. I was cooking. I had to make a dinner for... Four people go around five. Were you wearing an apron when he arrived? Yes. Looking like a Greek god outside. <laughs> Maybe a light dusting of snow on his small hipster beard. He looked incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Have you guys been watching X Factor, by the way? Oh, yeah, I have. Have you? Mmm. Oh. Robbie Williams and Ida. Oh, I thought you just meant your brother. Because <laughs> he's got the X Factor. <gasps> no, I've never seen it. I've just never watched it. <clears throat> I've never watched any of it. Well, I haven't You've been You've never watching... watched the X Factor? No. Wow. Okay. What a world. <laughs> it sounded so, like it was so morally let down. Yeah. Well, in a way, I'm jealous. But then... That's know, just a state of mind. As well. It's not really my thing. Well, I haven't watched this... What is it, this... a talent show? I hate that. <laughs> Can I just talent. say, do you remember that Judge Pickles? What is it, a talent show? <laughs> he was the one who used to say, who is this Gaza when he was presiding <laughs> over trials? Um, I haven't watched this series, but I did see something I rather enjoyed from a schadenfreude point of view. I'm going to say that word again, schadenfreude. Because it involved some of the contestants. It's a stage, Gareth, am I right? They go to judges' houses, don't yes. they? Which we've talked about should be part of the criminal justice system. <laughs> that when Going a to criminal is houses. That's a good tried, idea. there should be a judges' houses <laughs> stage. Well, you stay there yeah. and they see how you behave as a house guest. Mm, maybe slightly <laughs> off-putting for the uh, judge community. They may not want the, I, lo- the I love the idea of the judge community. <laughs> Very big in the judge community. So what happens is that they normally film them on X Factor and they turn up at the airport and then they love a reveal. Mm. They love a reveal. So, so you will be going to... They don't tell them the destination... And often what yeah. happens is they pretend to look happy when it turns out they're not flying to yeah, Las Vegas, they're going across Louis the Irish Island. Island. Yeah. Right. Well, in this instance, they were going to Los Angeles and they went... Where Gareth's brother lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, where my brother lives. Oh, he'll be hanging out with them. Sorry. All the glamour pussies. They went crazy wild. I mean, they were so happy to hear they were going to LA. Well, yeah. Right. And then there were all these videos and pictures released of them living the high life sort of mm-hmm. high-life montages of them clinking glasses of almost champagne oh. and sitting in chairs with the backrests. and oh, you know, nice. Imagine chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on a plane. Yeah. Yes. And then, unfortunately, we found out it wasn't quite what it seemed. Mm. Did you hear this? Yes. So what was the deal? So is it, um, they people said that they saw it happening and they weren't actually <laughs> sitting in business class they just let them have a go in one of the business class chairs pictured them and then shipped them back to coach 
I believe, back to economy. I believe, sure, business can probably be the hold. Probably the hold. <laughs> yeah. cr- in crates, like dog, yeah. like animal. In the van. <laughs> well, I believe good. what one fellow passenger said was um, they were sent back to economy with like the rest of us. Excellent. Now I like the sound of this man. <laughs> Because he sounded a bit like the kind of man that would say, on your Jack Jones, with us mere mortals. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were... I mean, Aer Lingus, I believe the airline was, and they justified it by saying the contestants were allowed to sample the business class. Yeah. Like the it's big bit of this news story is that Aer Lingus has a business class. I thought they, <laughs> I thought they were little planes that just went to Ireland and Britain. I didn't realise Aer Lingus business class. Is that... What's yeah. the what's business? What they don't shout at you. <laughs> so I'm sure I, I I don't I don't want to be uh, getting in trouble with them. I'm sure they're a wonderful airline, but I haven't sampled their wares. Um, I haven't sampled their business class. Haven't sampled any of their classes. But I'm not sure about sending someone up to sample it. It says in the article that I read that one of the uh, contestants said I could get used to this, but I think that might have just been an Ed Sheeran impression. <laughs> Also, I could get used to this. That's my uh, little. Is it? Al, do you know what else occurs to me? It's what? George Ezra. George, George Ezra. Ezra. I didn't know the Oh, wrong guy. George Ezra. Oh, Dad. Bad luck, Granddad. Really annoyed now. Really annoyed. They're the Can same I... guy to me. At least I went for Dad. You went Granddad? Yeah, I went I Granddad. Used to wow, this. that's way harsh. Oh, I'm really annoyed now. I think that would have done really well if I hadn't messed it up. Well, you know what? No one's listening. Mm, I still don't I'm know gonna that I'm going to go back into Kutch, <laughs> <laughs> where Get I belong. My business class jokes. <laughs> Oh, can I just say, don't you think what's the thing that's terrible about this is it is sort of an awful metaphor for their career, oh, yeah. Yeah. essentially, which is what... just what, been on high speed. What did they um, say to you? You can have 15 minutes yeah. up there, OK? <laughs> what were you going to say again? I'm haunted by the line in um, the James song, Sit Down, ironically, Sit Down. <laughs> I, if I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor. <laughs> which, for a band with one major hit, really, is, is bittersweet. Isn't I, it? I think that's a suitably bleak place to leave this link on. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Any um, news from the outside world, chaps? Uh, 028, Tom in Taunton has texted, My girlfriend has two phones. Does this mean I should be worried she has a rubber boot manufacturing plant (laughs) somewhere in Moldova? Oh. Um, Yes, Tom. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That and also I think it's pretty sus. Yeah, I do as well. Saw your problems out this morning on Absolute Radio. We were talking about the X Factor... Contestants yeah. and the oh god that George Ezra joke <laughs> yeah you really are you really upset about I'm that? really upset about just that. in case never yourself you can joke. never show your face here again I don't think I should <laughs> just in case anyone missed it um, oh, I'll I can make get a joke used to this <laughs> yeah he made a reference to and you mentioned Ed Sheeran and it I should have been George Ed Sheeran, it should have been George Ezra it's horrible that feeling it's isn't it really mm. awful you think, oh, feeling. I used the wrong oh. I like it when it's someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, get yeah. used to this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. So for some reason, oh, so you like it? You like to see him brought down? Oh yeah. Who? Um, Ow. Oh me. <laughs> no, I was just wondering. You know, just thinking of your brother. Just wondering where that might yeah. come from. A bit of psychoanalysis there. 
But I do have empathy for the X Factor people. I'm finding it quite stressful this year, just how upset everyone gets. Right. And there's only one, well, there's only one winner, and then there's limited places in the live shows, mm. and they get everyone's hopes up. And mm-hmm. it's like, I remember, do you remember one year there was a guy who worked in a bin lorry? No, but that's showbiz. <laughs> and um, Nicole Scherzinger, like when he did a okay performance but was going through, she said, that was incredible. No more bin juice for you. Because <laughs> he talked about that he had ended up covered in bin juice like, on his job. like she might have been paid to say that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, she said, no more bin juice for you. And then he didn't even get through to the live shows. Oh, he well, might be back on the Yeah, he's definitely... Like, there's going to be a period of no bin juice, but you will go back... Back to the bin juice if he's lucky. Also, oh, right. let's not be so down on the off. bin juice. Because let's be honest, I think in some ways maybe the bin juice is an easier life. Yeah, okay? that's, that's true. my thought for the day. Is that I think, I think the, you know the bin juice man. He, I mean, I don't know much yeah. about her in particular, but mm. it seems like she might have a lot of stress in her life. Yeah, who Nicole Scherzinger? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Once you get the taste of the bitter <laughs> bile of show business, you'll be begging for bin juice. <laughs> You reckon? Do you know, that was yeah. some of the best alliteration I've heard yeah. Yeah. in my 40-something years. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking briefly about... Um, we mentioned Joanna Lumley in the break. Oh, yes. Because she has been... There's something a bit odd going on with her, isn't there? Just a bit. What is- <laughs> she has been announced that the ITV are doing a... The ITV is good. Uh, the ITV <laughs> are doing a show about the Black Eyed Peas. Is it 20 years of the Black Eyed Peas? It's, it's some sort of anniversary the, the Black Eyed Peas are having. Anniversary and Black Eyed Peas. And it's being presented by Joanna Lumley. You heard. <laughs> I mean, that's strange. Yeah, isn't it? Some of you may be waking up with a really terrible hangover and thinking, this is all blurred. Yes. Well, they were going to go Judy Dench, but she's a Lethal Bizzle fan. <laughs> yeah. That's true, that's true as well. That's absolutely true. Sometimes the news is beyond parody. <laughs> also, out, Miriam Margolis, bit blue. She is you know, blue. She tells a blue anecdote. I've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Lou, is it? Joe Lum. Well, that's what I Joe think Lum? happened. I think they asked for J-Lo. And they've gone J Lou. Oh. And I'm a bit worried about when they have um, Fergie back as a reunion <laughs> and, they, and they bring on Alex Ferguson. <laughs> and he has to sing Where is the Love? With a chewing the gum. Oh, no, Black Eyed Peas. So, yeah. It's actually oh, it's quite fun. hard to make stuff like this up that's more so weird. Bizarre. Is Fergie, can we just say, is she not involved in the Black? Because I, as far as I'm aware, it's Will I Am. Sarah Ferguson. No, I mean no, the original the... Fergie. Right, yeah, yeah. I Sorry, know... slow down. The OG. Alan, um, the Black Eyed Peas, they used the, to be a female the member Peas are. called well, Fergie. There was Will I Am, was, Apple Diap, yeah. and Taboo. Bet on them all in the Grand National. Yeah, yeah. Fergie. Are these people all signing on. Is that why they've got <laughs> non plumes? Taboo is a strange. Oh, this is my friend Taboo. Um, yeah. Well, Fergie was in the band. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I always had a bit of a thing against her. Did you? Well, I tell you why. It was because an ex-boyfriend. We were watching telly once, and he looked at her, and I mean, she was looking quite, you know, outrageously hot. I have to say. Mm-hmm. And he said. Oh, imagine looking like that. I bet you'd hate to look like that, wouldn't you? Oh. 
And I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't been, got any mirrors in your house, hmm. but anyway. But that and have they found wrong. the body? <laughs> so, you, so you've held that against her rather than him. Yeah, which is so you've got wrong. It's all wrong. You see, that's what oh. the problem, isn't it? Uh, that's the problem, That's Al. the problem. This is what is. I'm realising. So anyway, the, the reunion... Well, not reunion, but the anniversary special. This is this is happening soon, is it? They're going to make a documentary, yes. I presume, about it. Expected to air in late 2018. How will it work? I just can't see <laughs> it really happening. <laughs> well, I mean, very strange. She did She's... say about him, Joanna Lumley once said, um, he's extraordinary, he never stops talking. Now, yeah. that, is that a compliment? <laughs> no. no, I don't think it is. Um, he, and when he does talk, he says some strange things. Well, I am, in this article, he says, I have my family, my Black Eyed Peas family, and my Voice UK family. I wouldn't like to be at his at Christmas. That's massive. He's going to need a massive table. Pricey. Also, Al, he sounds a bit like me at the beginning of the show when I was going, I've got my makeup, I've got my glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm organising my possessions, is that how he treats his family in his career? He has to remind himself. Yeah, it's, uh, it's he's got that many family. It's going to be the longest episode of Who Do You Think You Are Ever when he's doing his backstory. <laughs> it's a strange friendship, though, isn't it, Will I Am? It is weird. <laughs> and Joe, is it Joe Lum you call her? Jo- Jolum. Jayla. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I hope it goes well for them. I mm. hope it goes well. I and, just, um, I can't, I worry about J-Lo... Joe, Joe Lou presenting <laughs> Don't Funk With My Heart. What are their other songs? Anyone name it? What are the Black Eyed Peas songs? Um, where is the love? Where's the love? Um, is a big I got one. a feeling. Ooh. I think they're going to start with that one. They do. Um, I could going to be on in the evening. No, they don't. The I got a feeling one, I think of as sort of quite toddler's disco. They like to jump around to that. Can you imagine? It's very weird. That was one that you like that one, Gary. What next? Jacob Rees-Mogg hosting a show about drill music. That's what's coming next. (laughs) I've so loved being here this morning, mainly because I've had you, our loyal listenership, but also because I've had Alan Cochran. I'm going to rephrase that. Because I've been with Alan Cochran. No better, no better. (laughs) Thanks, Alan Cochran. Thanks, Gareth Richards. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.